Live from the Watch Dogs Radio Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watch Dogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas, you are listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Watch Dogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center of Fathering. For more information, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. And now, here's the host of Watch Dogs Radio, Keith Shoemaker. Well, hello and welcome to Watch Dogs Radio. It is Tuesday and we are back on the air talking about father engagement in schools throughout our great country. We have got two great guests in line for you today with uh, some some amazing experience in the Watch Dogs program and just some great stories from all across the country. So, uh, hey, I'm going to bring on my good friend and uh, co-host, Mr. Chris Dannenauer. Chris, how you doing, buddy? Keith, I'm good, man. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's been raining here since last Friday, and, and finally the rain has stopped and the sun has come out. So I am good and excited about uh, today. Exactly. Well, uh, we got awakened to the beautiful, uh, wonderful sound of the tornado sirens this morning at 5.30. What a way to wake up. Uh it was uh, it was awesome. I really enjoyed that. But uh, fortunately, uh, we we made it through unscathed. And uh, and those storms that you sent us, uh, I think you shipped them out yesterday. They got here this morning, and uh, we decided to go ahead and pass them on to our friends to the east. So uh, we've uh, we've moved on, and uh, still getting a little bit of rain here. But uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll just keep uh, thoughts and prayers of, for the folks that are uh, that have had some effects of that storm, and uh, and possibly. Uh, Coming up in the in the uh, future, they're uh, watching watching things out. So, anyway, well, uh, Chris, we've got a couple of uh, great guests on the line, and I think uh, you got any uh, any news from the national office we need to throw out there before we get to our first guest. Keith, you know, uh, you know, currently, you know, we have nearly forty one hundred active schools now. You know, our website says uh, four thousand forty nine, but we are uh, very close to. Uh, 4,041, uh, I mean, 4,100 4, schools, sorry, uh, that, are, that are now active and doing the Watchdogs program this fall. So just exciting times here at the national office. Exactly. And, you know, the thing is, you know, we're seeing so many schools and we're here and, you know, we've got the new Facebook page up. Uh, that is being uh, actually uh, being run by uh, Chelsea Mudd over in our Kansas City office. But uh, we're seeing just so much great stuff. We're seeing stuff on the group, which is people who are even more engaged and, and able to communicate back and forth uh, about the program. And uh, I do want to say, um, you know, real quickly, um, if you want to be a part of this radio show, Give us a call. You can uh, give us a call at 215-383-3728 and uh, join us right here on Watch Dogs Radio. Uh, Chris, I want to uh, introduce our first guest today. I had a chance to go up to Connecticut uh, this past fall, meet some great people up there. But while I was up there, and you know when I'm traveling, and when Eric and I are traveling, it's it's a pretty tight schedule usually, and it, it's kind of hard to get to some places, but we do love when we get a chance to visit a school, and I got a chance to visit uh, Green Hills Elementary in Bristol, Connecticut. Um, The first thing that impressed me so much when we pulled up to the school, Chris, 
they had the watchdog's flag flying on the flagpole as we pulled up to the school. I was just uh, so happy to see that, so impressed. And uh, and a great leader they've got there. Uh, Mr. Scott Godette is the principal there at, uh, at Green Hill. Scott, welcome to Watchdogs Radio. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me, Keith and Chris. And uh, just to rub it in a little bit, we've got a nice unseasonably day of uh, 75 degrees and sunny in October and up in the Northeast, <laughs> so <laughs> we're having a good day today. I guess we pulled all the clouds down to the south for uh, this week or, or something. But uh, well, Scott, you've got a great program going up there. And uh, if I am not mistaken, was that the first uh, Watchdogs program in Connecticut? I believe so. I believe um, currently we may have two or three. I think up and running uh, pretty well now. But uh, to my knowledge, yeah, I think we were the first one to to really get it going. Mm-hmm. Now, now tell us a little bit about, uh, well, I guess uh, we can start out with how you learned about watchdogs. And uh, I know I got to meet one of your top dogs. His name escapes me right now, but uh, a pretty impressive, uh, pretty impressive guy. Yeah, um, I'll tell you, I belonged to a men's group. And, um, you know, one day I was sitting in my men's group saying, I've got to start something like this at my school. And really the intent was to just try to get the dads together and uh, kind of like the men's group I was in, just to become better men. Um, so I immediately, of course, Googled it and tried to find out, um, you know, some kind of program or curriculum that I could use. And the first thing I saw was watchdogs. And um, so I had a meeting. This would have been the end of our 2013-14 school year in the spring. Um, mm-hmm. And I had sent out a letter to have the dads, you know, come in and, and, and meet. And I got about, I would say, 15 dads that first meeting. And um, just to let you know, I'm, I'm a school of 900-plus uh, students um, mm-hmm. We've got a K-8 school here in Bristol. So, uh, you know, the numbers were pretty small, but um, it was a great group. And in hindsight, I'm glad it, it was just a 15. But anyway, mm-hmm. when, in talking about, you know, my my mission uh, to try to start a group, um, I showed the dads the video clip on Watchdogs and said, you know, hey, this could be something that, you know, maybe we start the following year. And mm-hmm. a couple of the dads said, the heck with that. We want to start it now. And um, <laughs> so in those last couple of months of school, um, we really got it going. And, um, you know, so now this is going to be our, our second full year that we're starting um, here in Bristol. And uh, we're really excited because the program just continues to grow. Well, and the thing that was impressive to me uh, as a person from the outside looking in and coming in to see the school, uh, it was obvious that when I walked into the school that it was a watchdog school, that dads are welcome in that school. The the signs were up, the posters were up, the flag was out front, which was, as I mentioned, you know, the most impressive thing to me. But the fact that, you know, when a dad walks in to Green, it's Green Hills, right? Correct. Okay, Green Hills Elementary there's no question to know that you know he is welcome to be a part of that school, to be a part of the uh, the program there, to be a part of the uh, engaged part of being a parent there at Bristol, and and with a, a principal with the vision that uh, that that Scott that you have, it just makes it so much easier to to you know get over that hump of saying you know school's a mom only place. You know, it's a chance for them to step in. Now, I understand, and and we talked about this, uh, and I believe it was after I left, uh, your watchdogs took on a very special project. Is that that right? Yes, they did. Um, A mom came up to us one day. I I believe it was during conferences or something like that where I had a large group of watchdogs, you know, trying to get more dads to join up. And a mom came up to us um, and had talked about how, 
um, you know, she, she needed uh, some serious repairs to her house. Um, otherwise, she was going to be asked to, to leave. And mm-hmm. um, it, it included things like, you know, putting a fresh coat of paint on all the walls, um, you know, fixing some of the uh, equipment that was in the house and mm-hmm. uh, wanted to know if we'd be willing to help. And um, I'll be honest, it was probably the biggest success story of the year um, because it brought together so many groups of people. I had mm-hmm. upwards of uh, a dozen watchdogs come on a Saturday and spend pretty much all day there. But on top of that, I also had um, I had our special ed supervisor, um, who is now a watchdog. Um, I had the chewing mm-hmm. officer, um, you know, and you see when you hear chewing officer, you don't think very positively, but um, she and her husband came and it was just a group effort. And we spent most of that day on Saturday, um, you know, painting the house and fixing up as many different things as we could. And, right. um, you know, it, it, it was fantastic. If you could have saw the look on the mom's face and she's got four boys, um, they were just, you know, at first in awe, they couldn't believe that so many adults from Green Hills were at their home. But uh, then to see the finished product, um, I'll tell you, it really uh, it did a lot for um, the family, but I think it did more for our dogs and um, and just their purpose. And um, mm-hmm. I think really built a, a strong and solid relationship and, um, you know, in terms of the school and, and what the watchdogs really means to the school community. Sure. And it's a it's a networking opportunity for those guys. Um, when you take on a, a special project, whatever it be, you know, we have, we, you know, we've had so many different stories of so many different, uh, groups that have taken on things, but you know, this, this was really, you know, really something special. And we wanted to, as we're moving through and we're featuring a school, uh, we're working to feature a school from each state. And, uh, as soon as you know, we brought up Connecticut, I'm like, hell, we got to call Scott. And, uh, <laughs> I just appreciate the fact that, uh, that you're willing to come on and talk about it and, and, uh, let's. Let's keep going in Connecticut. Let's keep uh, keep driving and uh, you know give more schools in Connecticut the opportunity for dads to come in and be a part of the school day. I agree, and it, it's starting to catch some momentum here in Bristol. We've got uh, 12 other schools, and um, you know there's been a lot of talk, and uh, you know we're getting a lot of attention here, and um, I really do feel like it's only a matter of time before. Watchdogs catches on not only in this in this town but also in, in some of the surrounding areas in Connecticut. That, that's great. That's great. Well, Chris, do you have any uh, any questions or comments for Scott? Scott, no. I, I'm. I just, you know, occasionally we hear those stories, and that's just a great thing to hear about, and uh, and that your dad responded, and I believe uh, an officer there for your school heard about the need, brought it to your attention, and and you responded, and the dads, and that's just, uh, you know, one of those things that that. Keith and I get to hear about, and, and when we have a chance to, to show that on our radio station, we want to take advantage of that because that's just uh, that's what we do here in America. You know, when there's a, a neighbor or a, a friend or, or a relative, you know, we, we respond in the, in the time of crisis. And uh, mm-hmm. just thank you for doing the watchdogs. Thank you for being a pilot. And and uh, and and if your schools there have any questions, have that principal you know call us, or they can call you direct and and be honest with those principles, what you like about watchdogs and what you don't like. Absolutely. And I think what I'm most proud of is now, anytime there's any kind of um, issue, problem, concern at the school, um, one of the first things that always gets said in terms of trying to brainstorm a solution is how about the watchdogs and whether it be an academic issue with, you know, trying to help students or, you know, like I said, you know, helping a family in need outside of the school. um, You know, now we've become part of the solution and I owe it all to you guys and the fine program that you started and want to thank you for your support. 
Well, thank, thanks again, Scott. And once again, this is uh, Scott Godette from Green Hill Elementary School in Bristol, Connecticut. Well, uh, we have the, the music winding up here. So, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. We are uh, getting ready to go into our mid-show break. And when we come back, we are going to hear from Ann Bowman, who is a parent engagement coordinator from Ohio. So, Scott, thanks again for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. My day is really like at school? Now you can find out. You can be a watchdog for day at my school. DOG stands for Dad's a Great Student. Watchdogs are great. They greet me and my friends at the door in the morning and spend time with us in our classrooms. At lunch, at recess, and at the end of the day, they make sure we go safe. I know my education is important to you, and I would be so proud if you could come. Madison's dad has already volunteered, and he is coming back again soon. I love you, Dad. Go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. There's strength in numbers and wisdom, too. Here's Carrie Casey, author, CEO of the National Center for Fathering and Father of Four, on Today's Father. The past few days, I've shared some thoughts on domestic violence, how we handle emotions, and a father's role to set an example and train his children in these areas. It's important stuff, and if you want to hear those programs, you can do so at fathers.com slash radio. But there's one more area that's related and very important for all dads. Let me tell you about a dad who was in an accountability group with me some time ago. He was on the verge of getting a divorce from his wife. It was a difficult situation with a lot of complex issues involved, and it took months to play out. But here is what he said. If I didn't have you guys to meet with every week, I don't know what I would have done. Now, I don't mean to say that my friend would have carried out some kind of domestic abuse, but his story helps to draw a clear connection between accountability and making good decisions, even in tough circumstances. That's one big benefit of meeting regularly with other men who are like-minded. When the storms of life come, and they will, you will have a committed circle of guys to support you, pray for you, and help make sure you're thinking straight. When you're a part of a group, to a large degree, you adopt the group mentality. Together you can resolve that men don't do certain things, like get violent or abusive with spouses and children. Ideally, that kind of coaching came along from your father or another father figure. But if you didn't get that from your dad, other men can help shape you in that way. And even if you did have a dad who trained you well, a devoted group of guys will help you stay in line. Now, if you're listening to this broadcast, chances are you're a committed dad and domestic violence isn't even on your radar. You've never hurt a child or a spouse, and that's great. But there are still great benefits to being in an accountability group. Specifically, I'm thinking about other guys you know who might be struggling with handling emotions or maintaining self-control. Maybe now is the time to invite one particular friend or acquaintance to your group or start a new one that he could attend. A good dose of support and encouragement might be exactly what he needs. 
That man and his family would be eternally grateful. This is Carrie Casey for today's Father. Children thrive when they have an involved father. That's what we're about at fathers.com. We're here to help, and you can find a wealth of helpful ideas for dads and sign up for our email updates. That's fathers.com or call 800-593-DADS. Thanks for listening, Dad, and keep up the good work. Hi, Dad. I hope you've had a great summer and took some time to connect with your kids. Soon, it'll be back to school time. Just because your children are back in school does not mean that you can't be engaged with your children. Over 4,000 schools nationwide have adopted the Dads of Great Students program, otherwise known as Watchdogs. Ask your school if Watchdogs program is available. If not, go to fathers.com watchdogs to learn more. Hello, this is Otha Thornton, the National PTA President, and you are listening to Watch Dogs Radio. Things work a lot better when I turn my microphone on. <laughs> As I was saying, we are uh, coming to you live from the Watchdog Studio in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, Arkansas. I got my good friend Chris back on the line. Hey, Chris, before we get to our special guest, I got somebody I want to bring on here real quick. Uh, kind of get an update out of Texas. Uh, Susan Drever is on the phone with us. Susan, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Did you know I was going to jump right to you? <laughs> I figured I was ready for you. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Well, what's yeah, going on down in Texas? I know uh, we're back. we got the uh, new school year going. Uh, I know you and I were talking on the, the uh, chatting, actually, this morning about uh-huh. uh, some scheduling. So what you got going on down there? Well, um, we have um, a huge influx of families into our school this year. We've been treated to being the um, overflow school for another school. So we have a whole new crop of really awesome dads who've just joined us. Um, so our, our schedule's looking amazing, but it's gotten to be, like we were talking, almost a full-time job to keep up with it. So <laughs> I was, was brainstorming a way to make it easier to um, have the dads figure out where they were going next. Because, um, you know, in our schedule what we do is the dad will go to his child's classroom They'll go to recess and lunch, and then we always schedule them for one of the special classes, like our science out class. So mm-hmm. that frees up that, – that takes care of most of the day, and there's usually one or two slots left open. And rather than having them have to interrupt a teacher to say, hey, who should I go to, I made this whole poster set, um, and it's baseball fields is what I'm doing. And it's got open positions on each field for each teacher in that grade level, and then I've got another poster in the middle that's got little pockets with baseballs that say which class, um, teacher, and what room number is up to be placed on into play. So all he has to do is go to the poster, go to the envelope for that grade level, pick a baseball, and he knows where to go in that time slot. Okay, so, so really they're just kind of um, going where they're needed, but it's not something where they're getting a schedule uh, beforehand. Oh, no, they'll have a schedule beforehand, but instead of me having to figure out, okay, which one of these eight teachers does he need to go to, he knows, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to go to second grade at this time, 
But instead okay. of saying, go to this teacher's classroom in second grade, he goes to the poster and just picks the next one. It eliminates the problem we were having, which was we had our team leader per grade level assigning mm-hmm. the dads. And, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, a lot of times it's going to be the teacher sending them to where it's convenient. So sometimes they just stayed in the team leader's class all year. So this oh, ensures that every teacher gets to have a dad in class. Well, and plus you're not overloading every, somebody. Right. We're not having day. to interrupt. The dads don't feel so bad about having to knock on the door. Where should I go? It gives okay. everybody a little bit more power and control, and everybody likes knowing what to do. Good deal. Good so deal. So far, so good. Well, we'll uh, we'll take a look at that in a little more detail. And I know um, you and I were talking about some uh, some spreadsheets this morning. So yeah. hopefully, uh, we're coming up with some great you know some great ideas. And if you've got some ideas on scheduling at your school that that you're doing something a little bit different, uh, get on our Facebook group. It's uh, W A T C H space D period O period G period S. We have both a Facebook page and a Facebook group. But uh, get in touch with us, and uh, maybe we'll take your idea and uh, share it with other people, and uh, some other folks can put it together. So, Susan's great talking to you, and I look forward to talking yeah. to you in uh, in the future. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. See ya. Hey, take thank care. You, Thanks. Uh huh. Bye bye. All right. Now I got I had the opportunity. Uh, it's been probably about a year or more ago, but I have uh, I've. I've met Anne a couple of times. We've had some great conversations, talked about parent engagement, and and actually gotten a chance to see some of the history of parent engagement through uh, through my home state of Ohio. And uh, I wanted to uh, Anne and I talked a couple of times, and we I said, well, why don't you just come on the Watchdogs Radio Show and uh, and tell us some of the great stuff you're doing, to tell us some of the things that are going on in the future. So I would like to now welcome to the Watchdogs Radio Show, Ms. Anne Bowman. Anne, how are you doing today? Just fine, the keys. Well, are, are you going to rub the weather in uh, in for us too? <laughs> is it uh, is it bright and sunny in the Buckeye State today? No, it is not. <laughs> it's cloudy. Okay. Okay, but at least you didn't get any tornadoes today, so... Uh, no, that's right. Not, not that I know of, anyway. Well, Anne, uh, if you would, just um, um, looking at uh, some of the things that you sent me here, I'm real interested in your background and how you got involved. Now, you're very, very experienced and knowledgeable in parent engagement, particularly in Ohio and through the Ohio Department of Ed. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in that and, and how that developed. Well, uh, in college, I was in home economics education and with a minor in family life education. Um, So I've always been involved with uh, families and with my own children. I was involved with their education from preschool through college. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I took the job with the Ohio Department of Education, I was with uh, a nutrition, federal nutrition program, and they wanted to involve the families in that. And so... I did that and uh, started getting interested in school volunteer programs that the department was taking on. And then that particular federal program um, was discontinued. So then I moved on to other federal programs, including Title One. And, of course, mm-hmm. Title One requires parent involvement, so I thought that's where I'd like to be. So I've been working with uh, federal programs and um, – uh, emphasizing parent involvement with all our thousand school districts that we have. Almost all of them receive federal funds, and mm-hmm. uh, they're required to have parent involvement. So I have been specializing in that and really enjoying 
working with that aspect of the job. And since I've retired now from the Ohio Department of Education, I decided I would like to spend uh, my time concentrating on that and helping schools uh, engage their families in the education of their children. Mm-hmm. Now, you're a uh, a private consultant now. Is that Would that be the proper Yes, the proper that's term? what I've decided to um, start my own consulting uh, service to help schools um, engage their parents. I've also expanded to business and community organizations uh, because I'm finding that not only schools but also businesses and communities and organizations uh, need to look at how they're welcoming families and how they're engaging families for the success of their business and their organization efforts. Exactly. And then, of course, the the possibility of tying those businesses back in to circle back around to supporting the schools uh, right. and the family right. engagement programs in the school. So that that is awesome. Now, we talked uh, when we met back, we met at both Ohio PTA and then again at the, uh, I'm trying to remember, it was a Department of Ed conference that yes. uh, that we did here about a, a year or so ago. As far as um, I know that you know, we've talked about the Watchdogs program, but what we're would really like to see is find finding a way to get the Watchdogs program out. And really, all we're looking for is letting people hear about us because once they hear about us, they know it's a no-brainer. They they know right. what we do, but but they have to take the opportunity to hear us. So are you seeing some development, some more development in the state of Ohio? I know we've got a lot of programs right in Franklin County, uh, Reynoldsburg, Columbus. Um, I know that we've got a very, very strong program down in Guernsey County and uh, Cambridge City Schools. But are you seeing uh, other development also uh, throughout the state? And, of course, I can't forget Monica Fine up there in Dayton. Yep. <laughs> yes, I, I think we are. Uh, one of the things, because Watchdog, uh, the Watchdog program, one of the things that you mention quite often is an extra pair of eyes and ears. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what people are looking at in terms of safety and support. And um, especially with our bullying um, policies that the schools have to have in place mm-hmm. uh, because of what's happening with uh the security and safety of our students, I think more people are looking for a program that could help with those things. Exactly. I mean, you're basically getting um, you're getting volunteers. And, and the, the thing that I've talked about several times is that once you get that father figure uh, involved in the school, their radar is on. They understand what's going on. They know who the players in the game are now. So that when the child comes home and says, you know, so-and-so, this is going on, or my teacher, this, you know, they know who these people are. So it's not like it's this, you know, mystery person in this big brick box at the end of the street. They have a personal relationship with the principal, with the teachers, with the, you know, some of the kids in the school, so they understand who the players are in the game. So if there are red flags that come up, it's easy to address those. Yes, and I think just the mere presence of a male in the school uh, that's one of the things, after all the years of experience I've had, it's always been the mother that goes to the meetings. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm seeing now with uh, PTA, in particular Ohio PTA, we have quite a few men involved, and of course the national PTA president. Um, we're seeing more men coming into the schools, um, participating on committees and 
coming in uh, for different activities, which is encouraging. But they need to be felt. They need to feel welcome, and um, and so that's one of the things we need to be working on. Exactly. Exactly. Well, once again, Ann Bowman. Ann, is there a uh, a web page or anything where people can uh, find information on your work? Yes, I am on uh, Facebook. Families are important. Uh, so I do have a Facebook account. Okay. And then and my um, email address mm-hmm. is capital A B O H M A N. Uh-huh. 001 at Columbus.rr.com. Okay. Well, Ann, thank you so much for joining us on Watchdogs Radio. We appreciate your time and, uh, and effort in being with us and everything you do for our kids. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Keith. Thank you for joining us in another edition of Watchdogs Radio. Watchdogs Radio is a production of the Dads of Great Students program of the National Center for Fathering. For more information on the Watchdogs program and how to bring this great program to your school, go to fathers.com slash watchdogs. Remember, the only schools that don't have a Watchdogs program are the ones that just don't know enough about us. And now for Eric and Chris and the staff at the Watchdogs National Office in Springdale, this is Keith Shoemaker. Be sure to join us next week. Have a great week.